Thank you for joining us on the Crossroads Church podcast. We are so excited to have you as part of our family. We're a community where people are welcomed home, built up, and sent out. Our prayer is for you to find meaningful relationship and belonging with both God and His people. We'd love to connect with you. Download the Crossroads Church app, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or simply send us an email at info at mycrossroads.co. We pray that as you hear this message, you encounter Jesus and all that he has in store for you. Good morning, everybody, and good morning to those who are watching online around the country and around the world. I just want to say happy Father's Day. You know, there's, uh, I was, I've been told that, that there's more phone calls on Mother's Day than any other day of the year, more phone calls, and Father's Day, it's almost the exact same as any other day. So to all our unsung heroes, happy Father's Day. You know, for, for actually several years, I've wanted to, to, to preach on, on dogs because for every dog that I've ever had, I've, I've learned something about, about life, I've learned things about myself. I've learned things about God. There's so many incredible things we can learn about that. And I thought, what better time on Father's Day than, than we, we talk about man's best friend, that we do that and celebrate that. And I, as I was writing this, this message, this one message, I couldn't, I couldn't put it in one message because there's so many things I've learned. You'll see that. Uh, and, and so we're going to do this today and next week. We're going to be going to the dogs and stuff. So I hope you in, invite a friend. And, uh, and every time, you know, think about this. Every time you come to church, every time you watch, if you invite one person, I mean, just think we could reach 1,000, 2,000 people every single time if just one person is reached in that, uh, in that way. But so we're going to start out by doing this. We're going to start, name that dog, okay? So as soon as you see the dog, yell out the, the name. If you're watching online, yell it out at home. See who can do it the, fr- the first. So we're going to start out with very familiar. We're going to go to less and less familiar. See if you can get all of them. Go ahead with number one. Who is it? Snoopy. Number two. Lassie, all right. Scooby-Doo. Lady and the Tramp. We're on fire. Benji, you guys are going. Next one. Odie, all right. There's Garfield's sidekick. Yeah, good job, Doug. Old Yeller. Now, let me ask you a question before we go to the next one. Honestly, how many of you cried when you saw Old Yeller? There we go. Confession's good for the soul. My hand goes up as well. And anybody? Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin actually has a star on Hollywood's, and I think he even won a... Oh, there we go. Yeah, go ahead. The next two. Dog the Bounty Hunter and Snoop Dogg. You guys are amazing. Give yourselves a hand. Um, and so what are some of the qualities I was thinking of? What are some of the qualities that we can learn from our canine friends? And, the, the, and I wanted you to do this. I want you to grade yourself on this, okay? I want you to grade and say, give yourself either an A through F, you know, whatever that scale is, 1 through 10, whatever you want to do. But great, because if you're like me, there's some I'm going, okay, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm okay at that. But then there's others I'm seriously going, whoa, I got to learn. Man, there's, I got to take a step up in, in several of these. So see if you can uh, rate yourself on that. The first one is unconditional love they show us. And when I ask people about their dogs, something you could learn from their dogs, that was one of the first things almost everybody said, unconditional love. Because Gilda, Gilda Radner said it like this. She said, I think dogs are the most amazing creatures. They give unconditional love. For me, they are the role model 
for being alive. And far too often, our love is conditional, isn't it? Our love is, I will love you if, I will love you if you love me. I will love you if you treat me well. I will love you if you, you know, whatever. If, 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 if. Or we say, I love you, I'll love you when. I'll love you when you start acting the way I want you to act. I will start loving you when you ask for forgiveness, whatever it is. But God, you know, and, and dogs say this, I love you, period. I love you on your good days. I love you on your bad days. I'll love you when you're up. I'll love you when you're down. I'll love you when you absolutely fall flat on your face and blow it. I'll, I'll, I'll love you at work. I'll love you whatever. I just love you, love you, love you. I love the way dogs have unconditional love, and that shows just a, a, a picture of what God's love is for, is for us as, as well. So let me ask you the question, how are you doing with that one? How you doing? Grade yourself on unconditional love for the people around you, for your family, for your friends, for your kids, for your parents. How are you doing with unconditional love? The next one is dogs forgive freely, don't they? And God's, uh, dogs forgive quickly, don't they? I mean, I, you could say this. You could say, to err is human and to forgive canine. Sorry. Had to do it. Had to do it. And you, you think about this as, as, as well is is that if you took a purse or a dog and locked them in the trunk of a car, I'm not asking you to do this, for one hour, and you did the same with any person you can think of on this planet, only one of those would come out and be happy that they saw you, right? I mean, dogs would be the only one. I, I don't care what you do. They'd still sit there, and, and they forgive so quickly. How many times when you had a dog did you accidentally step on their paw? Or you accidentally hit something, you, you hit their, stepped on their tail or, or bumped them with something, and they give that moment of, oh, right? Because you hurt them. They, they want to let you know that. Uh, but then also, moments later, you can come and go, oh, come here. And they will lick the face of the person that just stepped on their paw moments later. They learn, they, they forgive so absolutely quickly. And apparently, this is huge, apparently the relationship is more important to the dog than the offense. Right? And for us, how many times is the offense more important than the relationship? How are you doing with forgiving quickly? What would you give, give yourself a, a rating on, on that one? And dogs are fiercely loyal and protective. Fiercely loyal. Uh, I remember there was a dog that named Wolf that used to come to our, our seminary because his master named Mike would go into the class. He was a student there. And I was talking to a friend even yesterday and we were talking about this, this amazing dog. The dog would always be out in front of any place where Mike was and would lay there on the stoop until Mike came out. And I mean anything nothing would distract him we would try to distract him just to see if we could there were times that we'd go come here come here, come here wolf, wolf 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 we would run by and say wolf 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 to try to get him to chase we would have food and go come here wolf and wolf would just kind of look at us like i don't think so right and so i love this i remember right there that god spoke to me through this dog and and i just said god i want so much in my life i want to be as loyal to you as wolf is to his master because let's just admit it there are so many voices that are trying to get us away from god there's so many things that try to distract us that uh that tempt us that that even nowadays that try to intimidate us not to love god uh and so let us learn from wolf let us learn from the dogs just how amazingly loyal they are to their master and i pray we are to to our master as as well 
Dogs are also fiercely protective. I love this picture. Not that picture. There we go. Would you go after that baby right there? Would you try to do anything to that child? Because, you know, maybe it's the, the, the dad of three daughters in me, but anytime I see a lady by herself, walking by herself or alone in a, you know, parking lot or anything like that, especially at night, there's part of me that, that, that feels concerned for her protection, unless she has a dog. And then I'm concerned for anybody who tries to hurt that lady, right? Because we know that a dog will do anything they can to protect their master, and I remember my, we had a little uh, part chihuahua, part terrier named Mitzi growing up for 17 years. That dog was my dog when we grew, when we grew up. And, uh, man, I cried like a baby when, uh, when, when Mitzi died. But something that, uh, that Mitzi would do is anytime, sometimes they, we'd, Mitzi would be one on, on one of our laps, and the other one would come up just like this to pretend like we're, we're attacking the person. And every time, here's this little dog that was not death incarnate, would go, you know, just try to, try to bark and try to protect. When my brother and I would wrestle, poor Mitzi was so confused because she wanted to protect both of us, and so she just barked, right? And so, but there, you know, I remember one person and her, her brother named Doug would, uh, would get outside and walk, you know, sleepwalk and would go outside at times. And one time, the, the Doug went into the middle of the cul-de-sac in the middle of the night, sleepwalk, w- uh, went to sleep right there. And the, the dog named Rommel, which was a German shepherd, came out and just circled the dog all night and then all morning. And even the people that came out and tried to help uh, Doug were not allowed to because, because Rommel would not let them, was so amazingly protective. There's a, a dog named Sako that I read about just the other day that, that what he did is he was a, uh, a shepherd as well in British Columbia and his, his masters were in a horrible car accident and all of them but one, a teenage boy, died. And so for the 40 hours that they, until they got rescued, he kept, uh, kept his, his master warm, he led him to water, and he fought off several animals that tried to come and hurt the, hurt the, the carcasses of the family and the, and the teenage boy. There's a, 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 somebody, another a dog named, named Chips. And Chips was, was a, a dog during World War II and protected and saved so many American soldiers' lives that he was given a purple heart and was also given a, a, uh, a silver star, if you can imagine that. There's also a, a, a dog that I read about the other day named Todd. Todd was a, uh, is a um, golden retriever and jumped right in front of a rattlesnake and took the whole brunt of it on, the, on, its, uh, on its nozzle with, uh, to try to protect its master. It's incredible what dogs will do to protect. How are we at protecting those we love? How are we doing at also showing, uh, showing and, and, ex- and exhibiting um, loyalty as, as well? There's also, uh, dogs teach us, I love this one, dogs teach us that we need to wag more and to bark less, right? Wag more, bark less. Because uh, if you've ever had a, a dog or known a dog, in fact, somebody was telling me about this after first service, they have a neighbor that the dog is just bap, 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 all the time. You know, who likes that? Is there anybody who likes a dog that just barks, 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 barks? Or have you ever had a dog that just, gro- seen a dog that just growls all the time? And you go by, and, and I remember this one dog, and every time I'd go by, and I hated going by this dog. One of my closest friends named Dan, Dan had a, uh, had a dog named Gusher, and Gusher was a Doberman pincer, and if you did not pet the dog continually, he would bite your hand. 
Now, he did not bite your hand hard, but a Doberman does not have to bite your hand hard to get your attention, to make you miserable, to make you want to, to leave, right? Now, there are times that a dog should bark and a dog should, you know, growl and a dog should bite, right? Because if somebody's coming in, an intruder or anything like that, it should. But most of the time, let's say this, we hate it. Nobody likes a barking, growling, you know, biting dog. Let's put the story you and I live. There are people who bark, right? There are people who are just, you know, just always barking. Put downs, cut downs, things like this. There are people who growl all the time. They're just mean and sorely to be around. There are also people who bite. And they may not bite you, you know, in, in reality, but they can bite your head off, right, with, their, with the words that they, that they say. And I'm going to say it again. In the same way, nobody likes a barking or growling or biting person. So, but I, on the other hand, anytime you see a dog with its wa tail wagging and everything, man, don't you love it? I don't care what dog it is. When you see that tail wagging, you just go, because there's something about a friendly dog. Everybody loves a friendly dog. So what can we learn from that? Something else I think we can learn from that also is, is just the fact that, uh, that uh, positive reinforcement is always stronger than negative enforcement, isn't it? I mean, just is in, in, in our life. It, you think about that. Which one do you like more? Do you like positive reinforcement or do you like negative enforcement? Which one is a greater, a stronger motivator in your life? If you've ever seen somebody that is really, really good at training a dog, you've seen this. Because I've never seen them beat the dog. I've never seen them berate the dog. I've never seen them basically bark at the dog. Uh, what they do is almost all the time, there's some times where they have to be negative and get the dog's attention and things. But the vast majority of the time, what they do is, is they, they give positive reinforcement. They give them an attaboy. They, they stroke instead of poke, right? They, they, do, they do that. They show the love. They give them the treat. They, they, they do the attaboys or girls, whichever it is. And, and think of that the same thing with, with us. Isn't that what we need? And whatever, whatever profession you're in, if you're in management, people enjoy and you'll get further with more strokes than pokes. So occasionally you may need to do poke, but you're going to get further with more strokes than poke. As a parent, more strokes than poke. There are marriages that would be healed overnight if you just did more strokes than pokes, and that's what you focus on. You know, I can really say that Sylvia and I, in three and a half years, we have never had a fight. We haven't. We've had disagreements, but we've just figured you can go through disagreements and everything like that without barking, without snarling, and without biting each, uh, each other. You know, there was several years ago that, uh, that the uh, One Heart Ministry asked four of us to be on a panel discussion, and the ladies asked us really great questions. And I mean, just about guys and everything, they had wonderful questions, and one of them was, how can I get my husband to do what I want him to, to do? And I said this, I said, uh, well, first of all, men are like dogs. And I got a lot of amens from that one. But we really are like dogs, and I said it's like this, that when I had a dog that I was trying to, to train and get it to do what I wanted to do, whether that be to, to, to fetch, whether that be to sit, whether that be not to go to the bathroom in, inside, what I did is anytime he, he would do or she would do what I wanted them to do, I would treat them as if they just discovered penicillin, right? I mean, just like, attaboy, attaboy, girl, girl, way to go, way to go like that. And somebody said, are you saying that you should, pro, you know, act if our husband does something that we want them to do, that they, we should treat them like they just got a Nobel Prize? And I said, just see if it works. Just see if it works. See if you, they, you get more, more results from that 
than you do from, uh, from, from the pokes and the barking and everything. And I had several come up weeks later saying, one of them works a whole lot better than the, than the other does. I had a friend that, that came up just the other day and said, you know what, just when my, when my wife basically barks at me, I put up a wall right there. I put up a wall, and it's like, I not only do I not want to hear it, but I want to do exactly what, the opposite of what she says. But man, when she says, give me an attaboy, I will fall on a spear for an attaboy. What are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing? Are we doing more wags, wags or are we doing more barking? Which one is that? Are we giving more strokes than pokes or more pokes than strokes? The other thing is, is this. Dogs enjoy, I love this one. Dogs enjoy life and, they, uh, and it doesn't take much to make them happy. I mean, I had a, uh, a golden retriever that I absolutely loved. Her name was Zoe. And, and man, all she had, her favorite toy was a tennis ball. That's it. Just a tennis ball could make her completely content in life. And if she didn't have the tennis ball, a stick would make her completely content in life. And think about how many times we need other things. We need stuff to try to make us happy. And here's the problem with stuff. You'll never have enough stuff to make you happy. And here's the thing, too, about stuff is, is it can be stolen. It can, uh, it can fade away. It can break. It can, uh, it can be out of style. And anytime you get it, there's going to be somebody that has some cooler stuff than you do. And the moment you get that stuff, it's, there's going to be cooler stuff that comes down the line a week later. Stuff will never make us happy. And that's the thing that dogs, dogs have nothing. And they're absolutely happy. We have everything and I know very few people that are truly content in, uh, in life. A dog, you could take a dog to prison, right? And take it there, and, and he or she would be just happy as a lark with all the new smells and all the new people to, to meet. You can take us, we can live in a castle and have everything that we possibly want, and, and we can be complaining in a day or two. Can we take a lesson from the dogs in, in that? And just think about this. The, the most important things in life, the things that bring us the most pleasure are, are so simple. Just talking to a friend, taking a walk with a boyfriend or girlfriend or a, or a, or a, a spouse, playing with our children. How about on a nice hot summer day, just some, some cool lemonade or iced tea or some cold watermelon to eat? Just those simple things or, or looking at a sunset or seeing a waterfall, or hearing a babbling brook, or hearing a, a bird sing, or, or the thing that I love the most, it's absolutely free, and, it's, and I, I love it, is just a hug, right? And think of how many of those things are free, in, are free in life, are so simple, but those are the things that bring us the most joy, not our stuff. Another thing is, and sometimes we forget that, that God gave us this life to enjoy, that he wants us to enjoy life. I don't know about you, but my, my kids, I, I, I celebrated, I loved watching my kids have a great time. I loved watching them play. I loved hearing them laugh. I loved doing this. So do you think God is any different from that? I mean, the God who gave pleasure, the God who gave life. In fact, David says it like this. He says, you made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures in your right hand. And Jesus said, I have come so that you might have what? Life and have it abundantly. God wants us in, to enjoy the life that he has, he has given us. Another thing is, dogs don't worry or fret, do they? I've never seen a dog tossing and turning in worry. I've never seen a dog, heard of a dog getting an ulcer. Uh, dogs do not worry about the economy. The dogs do, dogs do not worry about, about, you know, the politics. They don't worry about any of this thing. 
You know why? Here's the thing that they know. They are so convinced of their master's provision and their master's care that the rest of life, they can just, they can just relax in that. Can you imagine if we had that much trust in our, uh, in our master for that? In fact, listen to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 12. He says, don't worry about your life. Whew, I don't know how I'm graded on that right there. Don't worry about your life. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his or her life? Since you can't do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And this is what he says. He says, your heavenly father knows what you're going through and he sees what you, and he will take care of you. So you don't have to worry about it. And then he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things you toss and turn over, all these other things you bite your fingernails, all these other things you worry about will happen as a matter of course. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Listen to what he says. He says, our, master's love, uh, my, our master loves us, our master knows our needs, and our master cares for us. And by the way, far, far, far more than we do for any dog that we've ever had. That, that if we love our dogs and we're so imperfect, love our animals that much, how much more does, dog, does God love us? How are you doing with living a life free of anxiety? I love that dogs live in the moment, don't they? Now, sometimes they just live in that vegetative state of like a zombie, you know, dog zombie and things. But man, when they are engaged, they are fully engaged, aren't they? They are fully alive. They are fully in that moment. I just want to confess something. I need to get better at this. There was a time I was way better at this, and it just seems like that so many times I can be in the moment but I'm not in the moment. You know what I mean? Can anybody relate to that? We're in the moment, but sometimes I'm in the moment and I'm thinking about the next moment or I'm thinking about the, the future or anything like this. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm in the moment, but I'm thinking about all the things I have to do. I'm in the moment, I'm in a, in a moment, but, but I'm thinking about you know, the, the next message that I need to preach or the next, the next uh, you know, meeting or the next phone call that I have to do or that. I'm not, and by not being in the moment, I miss the moment, you know? If we're not in the moment, we miss the moment. And moments are what life is about. And we can, we can live all these other things, but if we're not, that's what we're going to find life in those moments. And we need to do, be in the dog, be like a dog, and just be in the moment, fully engaged in the, in the moment. And here's a, another one that is really the cousin of what I just said. Dogs pay attention to the people that they, that they love. I mean, I'll talk more about this next week, but dogs always want to be with us, don't they? Dogs always want to be close. If you ever talk to the dog, they want so bad to understand their, their full attention. and They even do this thing. They do that look, right? To, Man, I want to hear what you're saying. And we spend most of our life or a whole lot of our life basically in, uh, ignoring the people around us. And why do we do that? For a, for a TV show, for a text, for, a, for a, uh, you know, something on social media or anything like that. And here's the weird thing. We can be, we can be there's, we're texting somebody that's 100 miles away and we miss the person who is right next to us, the red flesh and blood human being that is right next to us. And here's the wild thing about that too is a lot of times and that happens that we ignore the, the, the person that we love the most or the people that we love the most. And, and, and here's the thing too is, is because of that, we miss some of the most beautiful moments of life because we're missing out on the a real live person instead of whatever is fake uh, around us. Another thing is, and how are we doing on that one? Dogs want to please and serve and obey their master. I love the, the picture of Doug. I love that, that movie. I love uh, Up. I think it's a great, great movie. And I think they have 
personified the, the love and care and obedience and wanting to please the master in Doug. That's what he lives for, right? His joy, his pleasure in life, his fulfillment in life is found in obeying and, and, and pleasing his master and serving his master. You know where we will find our contentment and our joy? Doing the exact same thing. We will find our joy, Augustine said it like this, in God's will is our peace. We will find peace, we will find contentment as we are trying to, as we, as we strive to obey and serve and please our master. So what does our master want from us? Here's, this, here's the Bible says this, Ephesians 5.10 says, find out what pleases the Lord. How do you find that out? How do you find out what pleases the Lord? I hope that's what you want to do. I hope every person that's hearing my voice right now wants to please the Lord, that that's their desire. How do we know what his will is? First of all, we get into his word. We get into the word of God. If you're not in the word of God, get into the word of God. That's where you find his, his will. But also doing exactly what you're doing. I applaud for you for what you're doing right now, which is, which is trying to hear a message that is finding out what is God's will for, for our life. That's two of the, the, the great ways to do that. And then the Bible says, says this in Colossians 1. It says, and I pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may, here it is, please him in every way. And it tells you how. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And so far too often, I think that when you think about pleasing God, all we think about is not doing the things we shouldn't do. And I think something far more important not missing that, but it is doing the things that we're supposed to do. And if we do the things we're supposed to do, we don't have enough time to, to do the things that we're not supposed to do. But to really live our life in that way to please him. And he says this. Here's how. First of all, is to getting to know him better. We will please God when the, God, when the, the desire of our heart is to please our, our, our master. And the other thing is to bearing good fruit. It talks about what in the world is that? I think one thing, there is a fruit of character, isn't there? As we, as we do the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit that God talks about in, in Galatians. And the fruit of the Spirit, think of this. If, think of this, if we really live these, these attributes as God gives us the ability to do through His Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the character that God wants us to have, the fruit of the Spirit. But also there's the fruit of good deeds. You ever wonder, what does God want from me? What does God want out of me? What does he want for my life? Here it says in Micah, this, is, this should be the, 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 the thing that we aim for in our life. Here it is. The Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's it. Just to, to look around and where we can make a difference in this world, to use our gifts and graces and talents and resources that God has given us to make a difference in this, uh, in this world. And, you know, I think about service dogs. I, and, and you talk about dogs that are fully alive. When you see a canine cop, when you see a dog that is a hunting dog that is out in the hunt with his master, uh, when you see a, uh, a, like a, a shepherd dog that is, that is, you know, doing the sheep and things like this, or a service dog taking care of a person, man, that is a dog fully alive, not a dog like this. But when a dog is doing what they were created to do, to serve, to obey, to, to be in service, to be in life with their master, man, that is when some beautiful, beautiful things happen. And, you know, the, um, and the Bible says this, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you want to know what you were created to do besides love God? It's to serve, it's to, to be involved in, in life and ministry. 
I want to tell you about two dogs. I've said this before, but there's two dogs that I've had. One is, is Yogi. Yogi was a black lab, and the other one was, uh, was Dakota. Dakota was a Cairn Terrier, if you think of Toto. That's it. Yogi, man, I would go everywhere with Yogi. I mean, we'd go on walks. We'd go be in the mountains. We'd be everything, and all I had to do, and she'd be running around everything, and sometimes, but all I had to do was just go, and man, Yogi would come and be right on my side. All I could do is this, and she'd be right at my side. Just, and I love the look. It was just like, what can we do? Where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we going? And things. I, and Dakota, you'd let her out, and you'd never see or him out, never see him again, man. I mean, you'd spend the rest of the afternoon trying to get Dakota everything. Now, let me ask you this. Which one did I take everywhere? Which one did I go places? Which one could I, could I trust to just go, man, I'm let, releasing you, and man, I know you're going to do the right thing, and I know when I call you, you're going to listen to me. I wanted to do those same things with Dakota, but I could only do them with, with Yogi because of, because of her obedience. And I think sometimes we hold ourselves back from what God wants to do in us and through us because we don't obey, because we're not there. Can you imagine in our life, can you imagine how different your life would be if you wake up every day and the desire of your heart is just going, God, I want to obey you. God, I want to serve you. God, I want to please you. I want to please you. That's the goal of my life today. You just tell me how to do it, but the goal of my life, you talk about living life, you talk about being alive, you talk about doing what you were created to do, and we just say, God, the desire of my life this morning and the rest of the day is to please you and to serve you. And if we could just maybe close our eyes, and I just want to go over what we did and just say, how are you doing? Give yourself another rating and say, and, and just, God, where do I need to grow in this? unconditional love showing unconditional love forgiving quickly being fiercely loyal how about wagging more and barking less enjoying the life that God gave you and remember it doesn't take much to make you truly happy you're going to find that in the simple pleasures of life. You don't need to worry or fret. But your Father knows what you need, cares for you. And you can rest in your Father's care and His provision. Are you living life fully in the moment? Are you paying attention to the people you love? And are you living to please, obey, and serve your master? Lord God, we pray that, um, thank you for that you give us animals to teach us lessons. Thank you, Lord God, that, um, that you've given us little furry creatures to teach us what love and forgiveness and care is all about. Lord, I know that any good quality that a dog has is just a shadow, just a touch of God, who you are in our lives. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you, God, that you forgive. Thank you, Lord God, that you just are amazing and always with us. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Thanks again for listening to the Crossroads Podcast. Check back with us weekly to hear more messages. We hope you have a blessed day.